Good morning to you again, and uh, thank you for being here for worship. It is a good Lord's Day. It's always a good Lord's Day, and uh, so I thank you for being here. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we just thank you now for this day, and we ask that uh, as we look at your word, you, you will open up our eyes, open our hearts, that we might be receptive to what, what you want us to hear, learn, and understand, and, and certainly find application to in our day-to-day walk with you. For it is these things we pray in thy name. Amen. Lulu, where you been? <laughs> hey, I, I, you need to know something. I, 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 I've, I've already had a, a couple very pleasant surprises this morning. One I will tell you about, one I won't. But I want you to know, I get lots of surprises. One of them was that one of you, and I'm very grateful for this, as a result of a message, I, th- I don't think it was last week, I think it was a few weeks back, a message I preached where I talked about how I collect logo golf balls. One of you was very gracious and brought me six golf balls that are logos. Awesome! Now, having said that, I want you to also know I like new cars <laughs> and laptop computers. Let's see how long that takes. Well, because I'm selfish, then bury me with the laptop. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, am, I did get the golf balls, and so I'm grateful for, for, for those that come to me today. And uh, I've got some, some brand new ones now, so thank you. We continue and we conclude our, our sermon series this morning on questions about God. And today we want to look at one that, that I will confess to you over, over the course of my almost 40 years of ministry now. This question came up, or statements about this question came up relatively often, uh, particularly when I was pastoring, but, but also actually in working with a number of pastors. And that is, does God have a plan for me? Does God have a plan for my life? And so I want to take a look at that, but I need, I need to confess some things to you. I am a planner. I make plans for everything. And in fact, I, my wife will tell you, I am, I, I am one of those um, persons who is, um, um, I do it too much. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I not only make plans, I make plans about my plans. Okay, and, and, and I will also tell you, I get downright crotchety, that's the only word I can think of that I can use up here, cranky, um, some other words that are now flowing through your minds, I get downright <clears throat> when things don't happen according to plan. I don't know about you folks, okay? All right, let, let, me give, let me give you a couple, two or three just very simple ideas about that. Now, and I'm talking about plans that are way into the future. But I'm talking about plans for things that happened this morning. Years ago, when I was working for the region, this tells you how old I am. When I started working for the region, ABC Ohio, American Baptist Churches of Ohio, we didn't have GPS. Okay? And so, to get to the various churches, and I worked with 300 different churches here in Ohio, and so you can imagine for a while it took, it took, took me some time to find out where some of them were. But the good news was, we had this blue notebook that had the directions to every church. The bad news, it never got updated. 
And so, so when I'm using this blue book to find a church, mind you, again, because of my intense planning, I always knew exactly how long it was going to take to get someplace. I knew exactly where I was supposed to go. I followed the directions in this blue book to a letter, to a T. And so I'm driving along one day, and I'm looking for a barn. Yeah, this, these, no, these directions were so stupid that it said, turn left at the right barn. Well, guess what? I was late that day because they had torn the barn down. Okay, so much for planning. Okay. I had another situation where I'm driving all over the place. I get into this little community. Our churches are, are, are not a whole lot different. A lot of Methodist churches, over half of our churches were 50 members or less. So I ended up in a lot of churches that were very, very tiny. But in this little community I went into, I could not find the church. And so I thought, well, I'll stop at the firehouse. Because, because um, you know, I'm thinking if there's a fire, these guys probably know, these guys and gals probably know where to get to, and so they probably know all the addresses in town. So I stop and I say, I'm not going to tell you the name of the church because it's actually a little embarrassing. But I said, can you tell me where the XYZ church is? They had no clue. They had no clue. Now, let me tell you what makes this particular part of the story even worse. The church was a block away. A block away. Now, I need to tell you something, and I, I need to confess. When I got to that church, I chewed them out. I said, how do you expect people to come, and if, if, they, if the fire department can't find your church, how do you think other people are going to find your church? Now, here's, here's the top one, okay? Again, these plans that I make, I try to be as precise as I can be. Get them just right. I'm driving along, and this is a church that's actually not too far from here. I'm driving along, it's out in a country road, and I crest this hill, and immediately crest the hill, I have to jam on the brakes. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be late. My plans are foiled again. Now, do you know why I had to stop? No, it was not a deer, but you're close, whoever said that. That was an intelligent response. It couldn't have been Mary. Um, That's two. You watch it. <laughs> I have somebody watching Mary all the time for other reasons. There was a herd of cows blocking the road. And so on my resume now, I have cow herding. I had to literally move this herd of cows off the road. And so that particular day, my plans got foiled. And I was late, late to church that I was supposed to preach on. Now, having said all of that, I, I've made it pretty clear, I don't like my plans messed with. I will tell you that when I did give my life to Christ and I began to, to study and learn a little bit more about what it meant to have a personal relationship with Christ, I was thrilled to no end to find out that God had a plan for my life. Now, I will also confess to you that as that plan began to unfold, every, every once in a while I got a little ticked at God. Because it, it, he just didn't really, I don't think he understands when you say you have a plan, you know, you ought to be able to write it down somewhere. You ought to be able to put that down to one, two, three, fours. You ought to be able to say, we hope to get this done by this time or that time. But what I learned was that that's not the way God always works. Yes, God, God does have a plan for us. 
And yes, God has a plan for us under a very broad umbrella of his purpose. And his purpose is to fellowship with us. His purpose is to, to enjoy the relationship that he desires to have with us when he first created us, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. That's God's purpose for us. And then within the context of that purpose, he has a plan for each and every one of our lives that helps to fulfill and lead us to that ultimate purpose of being with him forever to fellowship with him. Over the course of my ministry, some of the questions, some of the statements that people brought to me, and I want to, I just realized I don't have my clicker. Click! Okay, you got it. Okay. Does God have a plan for me? Four things I heard over and over from people. And the first one is, I don't believe that there's a plan. And, and you know what? In our world today, I can understand the skepticism that people have in terms of, where is God? And if God is real, and, and if God does have a plan, my goodness, what's going on? But there's a couple of things you need to understand. Does God have a plan? Yes, absolutely. But he also gives us the freedom. He gives us the free will to be who we are. It is his desire that we follow him. It is his desire that we, that we take the kind of steps to, to find out what his plan for each of us is, what, what the plan is for churches, for God's people coming together. Yes, that is his intention for us. But he also gives us the freedom to not, to, not, to not follow that plan. To do the things, to, to choose our own path. And so I stand before you this morning to say, does God have a plan? When you make the statement, I don't believe there is one, yes. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is a plan. Let, let, me, let me unpack a few things just a little bit further. I don't know the plan. I don't know the plan. The reason we don't know the plan often is, number one, we don't take the time to look for it. We're in a culture today that, that demands an instant response. So when we say, God, what's the plan? We, we expect to, to, to wake up the next morning and, and somebody somehow during the night scrolled on our pillow, plan, point one, point two, point three. Now, again, is God capable of that? Of course he is. But does he choose to do that? I don't know of ever that he has. But there is a plan. And what we have to do is take the kinds of steps that will allow us to find that plan. Now, the, the video that, that Marcus showed us this morning, <laughs> the video that Marcus showed us was one of the shortest I've ever seen. But it was, it, the content was excellent. But here's what I want you to hear, folks. If you're, if you're out there this morning and you're wondering, you're wondering what the plan is, what God's plan is for your life, one of the best things you can do is attend that five-week study or that six-week study. And the reason I say that, it's entitled something to the effect, Walking with Jesus, you know, Walking with the Lord. And what I can tell you is when you walk with the Lord, He begins to reveal to you in any number of ways... He begins to reveal to you what his plan for your life is. If you go to the Bible studies that, that Marcus so, so clearly outlined in the video for us, you'll know, you'll find out that one of the best ways that God talks to us is through his word. 
through Scripture. And you'll be surprised as you read Scripture how different things will come alive and you'll say, okay, that's, that's where I fit into things. But reading the Bible is important. Prayer. And prayer in such a way that you spend your time not only asking for things, not only thanking Him for things, but being quiet and listening to Him that He might reveal to you just exactly what it is that He wants for us. He reveals His plans to us through, through the things that we call church, church worship. Sometimes God speaks to us in quiet ways through something that happens during a worship service. He reveals His plans to us through fellowship, being together with other believers. You'd be surprised how, how many times somebody in the course of a conversation with me has, has either asked a question or actually offered advice to me. Well, you know, Bob, I, as I see God leading your life, this is a possibility. So, so fellowshipping with one another. And even the concept of sharing Christ with somebody else. Oftentimes, the doors open up, the doors of understanding open to us to show us what God has in store for us the plans that he has. And so I want to say to you, as strongly as I can encourage you, the Bible studies that we're going to be a part of that talk about worship, prayer, fellowship, witnessing, and being with God, you'll be surprised when you come to the end of it how God has spoken to you in terms of how he wants you to live your life and the plan that he has for you both in the short term, but also in the long run as we seek to serve. Next slide, please. I've had a lot of folks say to me, I missed the plan. I think, I, I believe that God had a plan for my life, but for whatever reason, I wasn't paying close enough attention, or I've gotten older and, and, and I missed it altogether. But what I want you to know is that the God that we serve waits for us. And there are times when we, have, we make the decision to go off on our own and do our own thing. But if, if we'll allow God to come into our life and begin to show, show us what he plans for us, God will be there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. But he will always find a way to connect with us. I guess the simplest way I can describe that is, is to give you one more example of how I made a fool of myself. Recently, I received in the mail, because um, I had taken my car in for some repair work, I got a letter from Sirius XM telling me that I, as a Christmas gift from, my, from the uh, dealership where, where I had taken my car in, they were giving me three months of free Sirius XM radio. So, being the wise person that I am, knowing all there is to know about electronics, well, it had to be my wife and Mary. <laughs> I went outside and I turned my engine on and I turned to the radio and waited. And nothing happened. I thought, well, I've done this before. It's got to be simple. So I waited a few more minutes. Nothing happened. So I pushed the button again. Guess what? Nothing happened. So I thought, <laughs> Jesus loves you. Um, I waited a few more minutes. Pushed the button again. Something happened. 
I got a message saying, you've pushed the button too many times, you have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> so, in my infinite wisdom and planning ahead, I went in the house and I read the directions. The next morning, I moved my car away from the garage. In fact, I had literally sat out in the parking lot out here and I followed the directions, one, two, three, four. I followed the plan. And guess what I now have? Sirius XM radio. <laughs> Folks, here's what I want you to hear. God's plan from the moment we give our life to him, actually from the moment we are created, there's a plan there. There's a purpose there for each and every human being. It's not a question, is, is the plan there? is are we willing to take the time to find the plan? And I want you to know that no matter what your age is this morning, no matter how long you may have been a believer, even if you're not a believer that's gathered here this morning, God still has a plan for your life. And even though you may have missed it, it might have passed you by, it's still there. And if you're willing to take the time, if you're willing to open yourself up to him and follow his leading, his direction, he will not only reveal the plan to you over time, but then he'll walk with you as that plan is carried out and fulfilled. And then the last one there, um, no, take me back one more, back, back one if you will, please. All right, don't. Uh, okay. This is my favorite. I messed up the plan. Anybody here ever mess up the plan? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like get in line, right? It's kind of like get in line. But what I want you to understand is that God, even when we mess up, he doesn't write us off. He doesn't say, okay, that's it, you're done. What he says is, let's try again. Let's try again. Because the plan I have for you has been a perfect plan all along. The purpose I have for you from the day one, from the moment you're born until the day you die, his purpose for each and every one of us does not change. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to commune with us. He wants to guide us and direct us. He wants to show us the things that are available for us as we walk through life. So wh wh whether you think you've messed up or not, and I'm the king of messing ups. God will always be there. And he will, always, he will always bring us back to the plan he has for us. Now, what I want you to understand, and now you can go to the next slide if you will. Even as, as we allow God's plan to unfold in our lives, guess what happens? There are difficulties. There are, there are problems. There are issues. There are interruptions in our plan. And sometimes they're, they're very short-term interruptions. But, some, and some, but sometimes they're interruptions that cause, that cause us to, to sometimes literally step back and say, okay, if I'm going to fulfill God's plan, it may, it may take some time. Life is full of interruptions. <laughs> um, I, I, I caught a little flack last week about my dog story. That I was, somebody said, don't you like dogs? I love dogs as long as they're somebody else's. No, I love dogs, okay? We grew up with dogs, 
and probably would have had a dog even today, except my lifestyle with, with being away so much, it just didn't make sense for us to have a dog. Now, I picked on oldest daughter's dog last week. Now I'm going to pick on youngest daughter's dog. She has one of those little dogs that looks like a dust mop with four legs. What's it called? I thought that was a fruit. Anyway, my daughter is, is you know, how, again, plans and, and how they get messed up, how they get interrupted. A few, few weeks ago, maybe it was just a week or so ago, she was on her, on her plan for that morning to get to work on time. And part of her plan means that right before she goes to work, she lets the dog outside to take care of its business. And then it comes in so she can go on to work and it's, it's, it's comfortable for the day. Well, this particular morning, her dog, the Tasmanian, what'd you call it? Pomeranian, okay. Decides that she sees this animal out there that she wants, well, is it he or she? He. He sees this other furry animal that he wants to chum up to. And nobody told this dust mop with legs that some animals are not safe to chum up with. And so she happens to find a dog that has a big white stripe down the middle. In simplest of terms, my daughter's plan for that day got messed with. And so she had to put the dog in a bag. Um, No animal was harmed during the making of this sermon. <laughs> Obviously, she had to defume the dog and then later on that day, defume the rest of her house. Interruptions come in our life. Sometimes there are interruptions that, quite honestly, we cause. Sometimes there are interruptions that, that sometimes we do stupid things, okay? And I, I'm at the head of the list, okay? But there are a lot of interruptions that come in life that we didn't cause. And, and sometimes the interruptions are really good. Sometimes, for example, you may have big plans in terms of how you want to serve the Lord, and then guess what? You, just, you find out you're going to have another child. That will tend to alter your plans. Sometimes, sometimes a, a divorce can alter one's plans. Sometimes uh, th things like the death of a loved one. Sometimes disease or, or, or sickness or health issues can interrupt with plans that God has for us. But guess what? All through this, even through the interruptions, God is in our midst and God doesn't change and doesn't alter what he has in store for us. We just sort of have to, we have to put things on hold or we have to maybe make some minor adjustments and then we move on towards what it is that God wants for us as we seek to know what that is. So interruptions come to our plans, to the plans that God has for us. That's okay. His purpose has never changed. Sometimes wrenches get thrown into things. Sometimes you have things all laid out like I did. And guess what? Things happen. Stuff happens. My wife and I, not too long after we were married, um, we went on a mission. Well, actually before we got married, we went on a mission trip. And then after we got back and started dating and actually got married, we, we began to sense that maybe God was calling us to the mission field. And so 
we went to, to the proper authorities within the American Baptist Churches uh, USA, and, and uh, we said we believe God's calling us to the mission field in Hawaii. Well, the Hawaii part's not true. But at that point in time, guess what? Our denomination didn't have uh, enough money to put additional missionaries on the field. So it was kind of like, okay, that, we thought that was the plan, but it got wrenched. It got, it got thrown aside. Sometimes you just have to accept the fact that what we want doesn't always happen. Sometimes it might even be stuff that God wants, but extraneous things happen that are beyond anybody's control, and so we have to sort of say, okay, our plans may have been adjusted, may have changed. We all encounter interruptions in our plans. We all encounter wrenches in our plans. As I think of the scriptures, one of the persons that comes to my mind who had his plans interrupted and wrenches thrown at him quite often was the Apostle Paul. If you study the life of the Apostle Paul, here's some things you're going to find out. If you remember the Apostle Paul before he came to a relationship with Christ, before he came to a saving knowledge of Christ, remember who he was and what he did? He persecuted Christians. He persecuted Christians to the point of having them put to death. And then he came to the Lord. And he realized that God had intentions for his life both in terms of plans to live out the rest of his life, but, in, but also in terms of his overall purpose to fellowship with him. Let me give you the list of things that happened to Paul, the Apostle Paul, that were interruptions or wrenches in his life. Just, just a few little ones. He was thrown into jail unjustly. He was flogged. He was whipped 39 times. Just a few minor adjustments. Just a few minor wrenches in his life. He was beaten with a rod three times. He was almost stoned to death. He was shipwrecked three times. Now, I would almost dare any of you out there to talk to me about wrenches and or interruptions in your life that exceeded what happened to the Apostle Paul. But he didn't give up. He didn't give up. And in fact, what the Apostle Paul said to us is very important in terms of what he did with regards to God's plan for his life, but also what needs to be said to us in terms of our walk with God and the plans he has. We have the scripture now. Romans 8, verse 28 in the English Standard Version. Do we have it up there? Yeah, thank you. And we know, we know that for those who love God, all things work. The NIV says, and we know that in all things God works. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Now what I want to do just for a few moments is take this passage of scripture, this verse, and break it into three sections. The first section is, and we know that for those who love God, all things work. The rest of the verse doesn't really doesn't really make sense until we understand that first part. And that is that we know that in all things they work together for good for those who love God. That's the beginning point for each and every one of us. Knowing God's plan begins with us loving God. 
and then allowing God to speak to our hearts. And the question is, do we allow God to be in charge or do we invite him along for the ride? Still being in control of our own life, but then saying, okay, God, you want, you, you want me to do certain things, I'll fit them into my schedule. And that's not what God says. What God says to us is, I want you to be obedient unto me. I want you to follow me every step of the way in each aspect of my life, of your life. Then the next phrase is together for good. It certainly doesn't mean that there will never be any interruptions or wrenches. What it says is stuff happens. But that no matter what happens, God will guide us and direct us because of his love for us and our willingness to love back and then do what he wants. And that the ultimate plan that he has for us is good no matter what happens. And then the last part is for those who are called according to his purpose. His purpose is the ultimate purpose, and that is to fellowship with him, to enjoy life with him, and then live the plan that he has for each and every one of us. And one more verse I want to share with you. Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to his image and to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. What the Apostle Paul is saying here is God knew and God knows his desire, his plan for all of humanity. All of humanity was predestined that we would love him, that we would follow him, that we would spend eternity with him, that we would fellowship with him. But because of the free will he gives to us, some choose not to go that route. But for those who seek his plan, for those who seek the desire and the design and the overall fulfillment of his purpose, he will guide us and he will direct us. Doesn't mean there won't be interruptions. Doesn't mean that there won't be wrenches thrown into our plans or God's plans for us. But that there is a plan. And if the Apostle Paul, with everything that he faced in his life after he gave his life to Christ, as he began to follow Christ and, and live out God's plan for his life, if the Apostle Paul can say that, that there is a plan, and that what we need to do is walk with the Lord in seeking that plan, then I guess that's good enough for me. But let me leave you with three things very quickly. God does have a plan for each and every one of us. And the keys that I would leave to you, number one, let God be in charge. I go all the way back to when I gave my life to Christ. I confess to you that there was a, there was a bit of a struggle there. Wait a minute. You're asking me, the one who, who likes to plan, who gets frustrated when the plan doesn't go right, you're asking me to, to sort of step aside and let you take charge? Yeah, that's what he's asking. And I'll tell you, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's really hard because I find myself saying, are you really sure, God? Is, is that what you're really asking? Is that what you really mean? And the answer is, yeah. Step aside. I know the plans I have for you. Second thing is, believe that the life God wants to give you is better. I don't care where we are. I don't care what we do on our own. The life that God wants for us and the plans that God has for us, the purpose that God has for us, is better than whatever we may come up with on our own. And then lastly, 
Allow God to use the interruptions in your life, the wrenches in your life, to conform you to, to what he wants us to be. As I look back in my life at the wrenches that have come, at the problems that have come, the interruptions that have come, more often than not, it has caused me to step back and say, okay, Lord, wh where are you in the midst of this? And what are you trying to say to me? And I can honestly stand before you this morning and say to you that in every case, God has shown me the way out and has shown me that the way out is better than the path that I was going to take. Does God have a plan for you? You betcha. I know he does. He has a plan for each and every one of us. That plan falls under the overarching purpose of how and why he created humanity. And that is to fellowship with him. And I encourage each of us, myself included. You know, I, I, the verse that pops into my mind is the passage in Philippians. Where it says that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. I believe that the plan that God has for me, just as I believe the plan that God has for each and every one of you, that is not an event. It is not, I've arrived. What it is, is a day-by-day -day walk, a day-by-day -day journey that leads us closer and closer to what it is he wants us to be. That Philippians 1, 6 passage says, he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. And I believe that day of completion comes when I go to be with him. So for those of us who say we've arrived, we're wrong. We haven't. Because God's still at work. And we'll continue to be at work if we let him until the day that we go to be with him. Does he have a plan? Absolutely. My prayer is that each and every one of us will seek that plan and then walk according to his purpose. Let's pray. Gracious God, in the, in the quietness, quietness of this moment, j just, just speak to our hearts. Lord, I'm sure there are folk here that are, that are very comfortable in knowing that they're walking in accordance with your will for their lives. And I celebrate that, Lord. I celebrate it and I pray that they will continue in that walk. Continue in that walk, Lord that draws them closer and closer to you until the day that they go to be with you. Lord, there are others that are perhaps still searching for a plan. And, and they're questioning, is this right? Is this wrong? I pray that they'll take the steps through, through Scripture, through prayer, through worship, through, through the things that cause us and allow us to grow. The things that cause us to be drawn closer to you where in turn you can, in fact, reveal to us your design, your desire for each of us. Lord, help us all to be, be part of that. And then, Lord, for perhaps anyone who might be here who's doubtful, don't think there's a plan, help them to see, Lord, that, that you want to take their hand, that you want to become involved in their life. You want to walk with them and begin a journey that will help them and lead them ultimately to what you want to the ultimate fulfillment of your purpose for their lives as well. Because, Lord, for every living human being, you have a plan, you have a purpose. Help us to find it. These things we pray in thy name. Amen.
as we prepare this morning for the Lord's Supper. When we think in terms of plans, that night when Christ was in the upper room with his disciples, That night in that upper room, Christ knew his plan. He knew the plan from the, from the moment he arrived on this earth. That he would live a perfect life. And that in living that perfect life, he would ultimately become the supreme sacrifice for each and every one of us. You see, in those days, it was sin that separated us from God, which is, which is what it does today. But in those days, the only way you could get clear path to God was then through a sacrifice, through an animal sacrifice, through a blood sacrifice. And so he knew that he had come to walk this earth, live the perfect life, to become that ultimate sacrifice, that blood sacrifice, so that those things wouldn't have to be done anymore. That's what happened through the breaking of his body. That's what happened through the shedding of his blood on the cross. The ultimate sacrifice. That was part of God's plan for us. That was a critical part of God's plan for us. The rest of the plan doesn't work if that doesn't take place. He knew what he needed to do. That's the beginning of the plan for us. Accepting him, his action on the cross which frees us to walk with him. Not perfectly, but with a vehicle, with a means that when we do stray, when we do have sin in our life, that the slate could be wiped clean again, that we could continue on his plan. So as we come forward this morning, we will offer you a piece of bread. That bread will represent the body of Christ broken for us. We will encourage you to dip it into the cup representing the blood of Christ, and then ask you to partake of it symbolically, a reminder of what Christ has done for us, that when we walk away then, we walk away from the table, having been cleansed, having been set free, to follow His plan, His desire for our lives. So I welcome you and invite you to come to receive that great gift. And then when you receive that gift, walk away knowing that every step you take for the rest of your life. God does have a plan. And he wants to fulfill that plan through his purpose for each of us. When you're ready, please come. <laughs>